Welcome to Words with Wishlist. I'm Wishlist, also known as Wish on the Beat or Emily Davidson. I'm a songwriter, music producer, multi-instrumentalist, and former classical cellist and music educator. In this podcast, we explore inspirational topics on self-reflection and personal growth with creatives in mind. Whether you're a professional artist or a passionate hobbyist, I hope to offer some insight and food for thought for anyone on a creative journey. Hi everyone, and welcome back to Words with Wishlist. In today's episode, I wanted to talk about the price of perfection. Perfectionism is something that every artist has to face head-on at some point, whether it's during the studying portion of their career or the professional or both, we're always facing the battle to achieve perfection. This is something I know intimately well as a classical musician. In all art forms, uh, perfection can be a real battle that we wrestle with, but especially in classical music, there is a real high expectation that we are shooting for perfection and should be achieving perfection, particularly uh, with the execution of our performances technically, but this can really apply anywhere. And it's something that I had to really learn how to overcome and how to work with in order to be a professional. I think if I had succumbed to the battle of perfectionism that I would not have made it into the professional world and I certainly wouldn't have been able to thrive and continue to do my own projects if I did not face head on the battle of perfectionism. So I'll start by talking a little bit about my experience in classical music, what I went through and also what I saw from my peers, and how I sort of learned to work through those challenges and find a way to make peace with the lack of perfection so that I was able to continue my endeavors. But before we get into that, let's just talk about perfection for a second. We have to accept that perfection is not really attainable. Already, everything about art is subjective to a degree, and while there are certain credentials we can use to measure the quality of things, at the end of the day, no two people are going to fully agree. There's always an element of subjectiveness, and then of course, art is of course up to the listener to really decide if they're enjoying it or not, which has nothing to do with credentials and rubrics and evaluations, the way we think of perfection being something that we can measure. Art is something to be enjoyed by an audience, which is another thing that we tend to forget, particularly if we're in a very disciplined art form where we have very rigorous training and we have certain things we have to measure up against. We tend to forget that art is there to be enjoyed and appreciated, not to be evaluated technically. Evaluating things technically is what we do to learn and what we do to improve, but ultimately making art is not about a technical evaluation. So in classical music, because we're trained with such specific techniques, we usually have, you know, one private teacher who's our main mentor who has their particular school of technical thought in classical music, and we are really expected to be delivering on the level that our teacher or teachers are expecting of us. And of course, in classical music, we're constantly learning new techniques, harder repertoire, and we have to be really meeting those expectations in order to go to the next level. But the problem with this is it gets very easy early on to get stuck in a cycle of feeling like we're never quite meeting the expectations and the quality is never quite good enough. I think that 
people who maybe do more self-taught art forms or they're not in such an intense study program, be that with private instruction or through a degree program. Uh, it's The pressure is not quite the same, but it's always there. And some people lean more towards perfectionism than others. So those people in particular can really fight these battles regardless of if they have a teacher or a mentor or if it's just them on their own. So a certain amount of striving to meet the expectations is not a bad thing. Like I said, of course, we want to grow and we want to improve. And in order to do that, we have to be taking a critical look at the technical aspects of what we're doing and looking where we can improve and putting in the work and the dedication to improve those areas and continue to grow. So as I talk about this shedding of the perfectionist mindset, I do want to make clear, of course, we need to be critical, particularly during the learning stages of becoming an artist. We do need to take a cold, hard look at what we're doing, see how we can improve it, take our improvement seriously. Of course, we should be doing all of that. But in my experience, what I've seen from my peers in music school and just observe from other people around me, also in the songwriter, music producer world, that perfectionism is a real trap that gets a lot of people blocked from continuing to make art. And that's why I thought this was such an important point to talk about. In classical music, I saw it at its worst, which was that there were so many musicians who were talented and hardworking and gave you know, very good performances that never felt satisfied, that always felt after every performance that there was something that could have been better. And that's the truth of this. There's always something that can be better. Um, there's a great quote, art is never finished, merely abandoned. I may have the wording of that slightly off, but it's a great thing to be reminded of that trying to achieve perfection, especially with every single thing we do, is just not an attainable goal. Already perfection, I believe, is unattainable in principle, but especially if we're making that the goal for everything we're doing and we're trying to have a full, rich, artistic career, that's so much that we're working on that we're putting that heavy pressure of perfection on every single time. So what I observed from my colleagues in music school is some people would get so sucked into that trap that they were never feeling a sense of accomplishment. They were never able to acknowledge their own growth because it wasn't yet perfect. There was always more to be growing and therefore they couldn't acknowledge the growth that they had achieved up until that point. And I watched many people lose their love for the music, for performing, for playing their instrument, whatever they were doing, I watched all that joy and happiness slowly drip away from these people because they were stuck in this cycle of trying to achieve perfection. And I started to observe that, but I was still wrestling it myself. I kind of took pride in the fact that I was so self-disciplined and self-critical and that I had such high standards for myself. That was something I was proud of. And I think it is a good thing to be proud of, and it is a good thing to strive for, but we have to know the limits. We have to know that you can go too far in pushing yourself and expecting yourself to be the best to where that energy starts to kind of cave in on you and actually limit you from what you're able to do. So for myself, I had to answer to my teachers and you know what was expected of me in my degree programs. But when I finally finished all my degrees and I was on my own and I had no one 
judging me, you know, at least no one important in my close circle judging me or evaluating my work in a way that I had to listen to, I was finally faced with, okay, I can make my own decisions now about what is good enough, what I want to do, what's what I can put out there, and what I should keep to myself. These are my decisions to make now. So once the power was in my hands, I knew that I wanted to be sharing my music. At this time in my career, when I finished my master's degree, I was a full-time Baroque cellist. And because I specialized in Baroque music, which was a bit niche for the classical music performer, I really wanted to share what I was doing because I felt like there wasn't a lot of it out there. So I wanted to be putting up videos on YouTube of my playing on my Baroque cello with gut strings and a Baroque bow and kind of show this different classical sound to more people because it wasn't out there as much at that time. But of course, it's very difficult to get a performance that we feel is perfect or close. And there was definitely an attitude in the classical music scene that if your performance wasn't perfect, or if there were any technical errors or just things that were slightly out of tune or the tone wasn't quite good enough in a moment that you should not share it publicly. You should not put that on YouTube. You should not put a recording of that out. If there's something that is less than perfect or less than very, very good, it should not be shared. And it was actually almost like a fear mongering. Like if you share something that isn't high enough quality, that uh, someone very important could hear it and then they won't hire you or then they're going to think you're a bad player and kind of all this fear around don't share something unless it's truly good enough. Whereas I would find I would go to concerts all the time, whether they were school concerts, my colleagues, uh, master classes, whatever it was. And I would hear the people who had the strongest technical backgrounds, the most experience, and I would see them perform live and there would always be moments that didn't sound perfect. I mean, I remember I even had the privilege to see Yo-Yo Ma at Lincoln Center when I was a teenager and I had great seats. I was in like the third row. And I remember even moments seeing Yo-Yo Ma, who's a technical master of the cello, that didn't sound quite perfect, especially because I was right there in that third row. And no one bats an eye in a live performance, in a moment where you're absorbed by the performance most audience members, particularly the ones who are not professionals themselves, are not thinking in that critical mind. They want to enjoy the performance. But when we become professionals or technical or we're studying, we get this critical brain that never turns off and we lose the ability to actually see what an audience member or someone who may be listening to your music, how they would really react to the performance and the types of things that affect them versus the types of things that affect professionals with that critical brain who are striving for perfection in a performance. And I remember noting that, that plenty of times in live concert, I would see things that were less than perfect, but nobody would mind. And this would be from all players. Again, like even the strongest musicians I know would have moments in live performance that were not perfect but it didn't matter. It wouldn't take away from the performance as a whole. But particularly when we get into recorded things like recorded videos and stuff, it became like this zero tolerance policy. Like don't put it out there if it's not perfect because you have the opportunity to, you know, edit or do another take. And so for some reason it was like kind of excused in the live moment if something didn't go perfectly. But if you were choosing to permanently post something or put something out there and it wasn't perfect, that was a very bad idea. Now I decided for myself early on 
that if I can't share anything, unless it's perfect, I'm not going to share anything because there's no such thing as perfection. And particularly for me, when I finished my master's degree, I had a very uphill battle studying the cello. I started considerably later than most of my peers. And so my technical ability was not at the top of, you know, my, my other colleagues and other people who were you know, supposed to have a similar education to me, I was not at the top technical tier of cellists. So was I going to let that stop me from putting my music out there because I wasn't good enough? Um, and I told myself, no, I'm finally out of school. I'm finally free of getting graded and getting evaluated technically for everything that I do. Now I get to make my own decisions and I wanna share my Baroque music with the world. I think people need to hear this. I think people need to see this. So that was when I started putting videos up on YouTube and I actually recorded an album myself just at home with no engineer, no assistant. It was just me making self recordings of myself and yes I edited them I had different takes but they were it was still very much a homemade experience where I was really showing what it was like when I played the cello and so it was a risk it was something where yes I, I run the risk of criticism I run the risk of someone important seeing it and then dismissing me as a player because I wasn't good enough I, I took all those risks and now looking back, you know, that was the foundation that I made for my cello YouTube channel, which ended up flourishing and becoming one of the highlights of my classical cello career was my YouTube channel. And the only way that I could do that is by saying, you know what, these videos, these performances are not going to be perfect, but I want to make them anyway. So because I allowed myself to bypass that need for perfection, that was what enabled me to make these performances, to make these recordings and follow all the way through, follow through with then listening back to the recording, follow through with, you know, editing different takes together if that's what I was going to do for that particular performance, follow through with uploading them, promoting them, sharing them, all of that kind of stuff. Every step of the way, there were doubts. There was the fear of, oh, this one spot isn't perfect. Oh, what are people going to say? Are people not going to like this? And then even more, you know, than just my own self-doubts, I did at times have to face negative criticism, especially with public places like YouTube, where people will just voice their opinions without holding anything back. I had to receive a lot of criticism. I had to hear you know, people saying to me the things I was afraid they would say, commenting on the things I was afraid they would comment on. I had to face that head on. And I won't say that was simple and easy, but what I will say is those negative comments were the minority. And there were many people saying, this is amazing. I love this. Wow. Tell me about your cello. This sounds so much cooler in this Baroque style. I want to know more. Can you teach me about this? And so many people were so interested and intrigued with what I was doing and they were not thinking about the moments of my performance that were not perfect. They were taking in the full picture, which is what most consumers of art do. They absorb the whole thing as a, as a package deal. It's not this broken down critical thing that when we're trained, we learn how to do. 
So every time I did a recording or made a performance, I had to face this perfectionist battle because I had years of study and school where it was drilled into my mind that things needed to be perfect. This wasn't good enough. This was not what it should be. And I needed to know those things because again, that kind of knowledge is what you use to make yourself better and to work on your weaknesses. It's important to have that knowledge. But when it comes time to share your art, you have to take off the perfectionist hat, the student hat, the critical hat, and go into the artist hat where you are there to do something bigger and greater than do a perfect performance or have everything be flawless or protect yourself from any potential critical opinions. The reality is critical opinions are available at any time. You could give a performance that you truly do think is perfect and someone could still criticize you because the experience of listening to someone play or perform or their song or whatever it is, that's a there's going to be biases. People are going to have different thoughts and we can't be striving to please everybody. We have to meet our own standards. We have to feel that we're doing the best work possible for us in that moment, and then we have to just let go and just share and open ourselves up, allow ourselves to be vulnerable, run the risk of getting negative criticism because we cannot avoid it forever. The reality is we're gonna get criticism as artists, especially the more we put ourselves out there, the more we share our artistic work, every time we do that is an opportunity to be criticized. And we have to make peace with that. And I've watched so many people leave behind their creative careers simply because they cannot meet their own perfectionist ideals. And to me, that's tragic because like I said, the audience members, the consumers of your art, most of them are not in that critical mindset. So to block your art from your audience because of your own critical mindset is a disservice to yourself and to your audience. So I made the decision with my cello performance videos, for example, to put them out there even though they weren't perfect. And while I got negative comments here and there, the overwhelming response was positive. And best of all, I was able to create a very large body of work because I wasn't letting the perfectionism stop me in my tracks. I was powering through those moments where I've had doubt, those moments where I felt like I'm afraid I will be criticized. I pushed through and allowed myself to share things anyway. And I'm not going to say that that's a foolproof solution. There's always going to be moments where you have to balance and rebalance, maybe take a step back, times that you decide to share something and then you think, you know, after some time has passed, you know, I really don't think this is a good representation of my work. I want to take this down. You know, you don't want to get too lost in that again because I really want this talk to be about overcoming that perfectionism. But it's okay to decide, you know, maybe this one wasn't worth sharing, but I'm going to keep, you know, striving to continue to share things. And I think people even appreciate seeing the process because ideally as artists, we are always growing. There's no day that we achieve. Now I am the perfect artist that I've always wanted to be. We should always be evolving and improving as artists. So if that's the mindset that we're always getting better, that means that you could look at it as we're always not good enough because we're always going to be better in the future. But we can't let that block us. We have to accept, yes, right now what I'm doing, the quality next year may be much better, but that doesn't mean I shouldn't share where I am right now. So as I started to pivot away from classical music, which is a talk for another episode, 
um, and started working on songwriting and singing and producing my own music, I got to sort of face this challenge all over again in a whole new way. Now for me, I don't have rigorous traditional training in songwriting and music production. I'm very self-taught in those areas. So for me, that was very freeing to step into an arena where I didn't have that same critical wiring that I had from all my classical training. But it's not to say that I didn't still have a lot of standards for myself. I didn't still have my ideas of what I thought was good enough versus not good enough. But I was in a bit of a more naive, for lack of a better word, kind of place with it because I didn't have just all that same learning that you do from school or from a traditional program. But still, when I decided to start sharing my early works when I began writing songs and producing music, while I did receive plenty of positive responses, just like with cello, I did receive a lot of criticism also. Particularly for me, I was not a singer as much when I started writing songs. Like I could sing a little bit, but I certainly wasn't like a trained singer who thought of my voice as my primary instrument. Like I had many instruments that I would say I was more proficient on before my voice, despite the fact that I was using my vocals on my songs. So I received a lot of criticism specifically on my singing, which was definitely difficult because, you know, singing is so attached to our personal ego. When I was a cellist, I worked with so many professional singers, incredibly trained, wonderful singers whose voice really was their primary instrument. And I learned a lot through working with singers about how much the ego is attached to the voice and just, you know, how difficult that can be. So for me, when I started putting my vocals out there for the first time and I was receiving criticism on my singing, it was very difficult for me emotionally because I knew in my heart that I had to overcome the criticism. I had to keep sharing and keep working despite people, you know, sometimes saying negative comments about my voice or my vocals, but it wasn't easy. But thankfully, I had learned the lessons and I knew that the principle was true, which was that the price of perfection is too high. And if you let perfection win, your art will suffer. And I mean suffer in the sense that it will not be completed. It will not be finished. You will not feel good about the art you're putting out if you're letting perfectionism call the shots. So I continued and I took the criticism that I got, even though it was painful at times, even though sometimes it was very dismissive, I heard the criticism, I considered it. I didn't take it on as my own opinions, but I heard it, I listened to it. I thought, okay, is there value for me here in this criticism that I'm receiving? And there was, I learned over time, especially as I received, continued to put out more work and received more response to that work, I was able to sort of close in on the messages that came to me more often, the, the things that were being repeated in the comments, and kind of find a way to work through that and improve in those ways when I decided that I did agree with those critical comments. So I've come a long way now with my songwriting, with my music production, and part of it was because I allowed myself to be vulnerable, to put that work out there, even though it wasn't necessarily the best work I was ever gonna make. It was what I was doing at that time. It was the level that I was at in that moment, and I decided to share it anyway and subject myself to people responding to my work. And now I'm proud to say that I 
never receive negative comments on my vocals anymore. That's something that I feel I have truly worked through and worked on by receiving that criticism, by considering it honestly, but not letting it stop me, not letting it beat me down so much that I quit, that I stop, that I say, I can't do this, I'm bad, I suck. You know, I didn't let the criticism get to me on that level. I just took it as a clue. And I didn't take the first negative comment as a clue. I let a lot of comments come in, a mix of positive and negative, and start to connect the dots. Okay, which things do I really want to consider? Now, a couple people have made a comment like this. Maybe this is something I want to take a look at and think about. It doesn't mean I need to quit what I'm doing. It doesn't mean I'm worthless at what I'm doing. It just means some people are noticing this. Let me think about if that's something I want to fix. So it was actually through those vulnerable moments where I shared my work, especially my early work, where I was just learning how to write songs, just learning how to be a singing artist, that I was able to learn where to improve. Now I feel so much more confident in my vocals and my vocal performance because I took those criticisms to heart, I decided to work on them, but I kept sharing my process along the way. I didn't get a few negative comments and then my next song I had fixed everything. It was a process of continuing to try, continuing to push myself, overcoming my insecurities every step of the way. It was not simple, it didn't happen overnight, but I knew this overarching theme that I had already learned in my cello career, which is that perfection is not the answer. We're always growing. And this criticism that I'm receiving, these negative comments, this is fuel for me to improve, but it's not a sign that I need to stop. It's not a sign that I'm not good enough. It's just a clue on something that I can go deeper on and continue to work on. And even now that I feel so much more confident in my vocals, in my songwriting, in my music production, that doesn't mean I think I've achieved the highest level I will ever achieve. I will always be striving to get better in every way. It's just that now I'm no longer in that beginner zone. I've opened up and shared myself in that beginner zone and allowed myself to work through it, to go through it, and now I'm on a different level than I was before. It's a very delicate balance between taking criticism, being honest with ourselves about where we can do better, but still not thinking that perfection is the goal. The world can be kind of cruel, especially on the internet these days, which is where most people are sharing their creative work. We can get some mean-spirited people, sometimes even people who are actually threatened or jealous by us, and so they contort that into a criticism or into a negative comment. I know in my cello career, because I was a young woman and I put myself out there in what I thought was a pretty fair representation of myself, but was not necessarily super formal the way classical music was expected to be, I got criticism just for that. And it was like they would criticize my performance, but then they were able to use the fact that I was a young, pretty woman and I wasn't being overly formal as an additional way to tear me down. But I knew that there was nothing wrong with me putting out videos that weren't super formal. I wanted to do that and many people enjoyed that aspect of my videos. So just because some troll can find something to pick on you for doesn't mean that it's legitimate. So that's why you always wanna have your own filter. Listen to everything, but know yourself deep down and know what your values are and how you wanna be putting yourself out there so that if somebody criticizes you for something that is really just a representation of different values, you don't have to listen to it. 
Someone criticizing what I'm wearing in a YouTube video is not a sign for me that I need to dress differently on my YouTube videos unless I agree with them. So also just having your own sense of what you want from your art is so important so that when criticism comes in, you can hear it, but it's not gonna rattle your own sense of what you're trying to achieve with your art. Shedding the perfectionist mindset, like I said, is not something that happens overnight, but it's something that we can work on over time. We're constantly given opportunities to face this perfectionist struggle, whether it's in the process of creating our art or in the process of sharing it and receiving feedback and criticism. Every single moment where we feel insecure about our work, we feel like we're not good enough, that's a moment to remind ourselves that perfection is not the goal, that growth is ongoing, that we should not expect ourselves to be a 100% finished product, and that we wanna grow, we wanna improve, but not at so much of the cost of our emotional well-being that we wanna throw it all in the trash. I'm sure there are some people that this advice may not pertain to as much, maybe people who have a super relaxed attitude or a super ton of confidence. You know, I'm sure there are people out there who maybe need to learn how to improve themselves more or maybe need to learn how to uh, you know, be receptive to constructive criticism. But in my experience, almost every artistic person that I have met or encountered has an issue around perfectionism and perfectionism holding them back. So that's why I thought it was so important to have this discussion because I've just seen this problem with so many people. So I hope this encourages you to shed some of your perfectionist tendencies, to embrace the fact that we are always in some stage of a process and that we are not a finished product and that our audience and the people enjoying our art ideally are not people who are wearing a critical hat. They want to enjoy on an artistic level and we have to shed the control of the perfectionism in order to be true artists. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with your friends or reach out to me on social media. You can find all my links at wishlistmusic.com. That's W-I-S-H-L-Y-S-T music.com.